And a very good evening. Welcome to the Duano Podcast, episode 14 and number seven, week seven of NRRL discussion. And we're getting along. We were, we're underdogs um, um, to get this season out of the way. It's probably now about, we're about 50-50. So um, uh, we're, we're holding the line, as Gladys Berejiklian says in press conferences. And I think that's what's happening with this competition. So we're halfway through the, the Northern Conference and we should be able to get into the finals. So we've got about five weeks left of action, but no slowing up here on the Duano podcast. Michael Shaw, though, has given himself the night off. So it's I'm here with Nathan Cross and Mickey Coleman. What a weekend of footy, boys. And we're getting on with business, aren't we? Hello, boys. Hey, guys. Yeah, so, so, Crossy, you covered that game with me um, on Sunday, Tweed Coast and Kudjan. Um, was it every little bit that you expected? Uh, we thought we all tipped the Raiders, but I mean the way that Kudjan played, um, like with a whole new spine. Uh, like I knew there'd be a few changes, but when we got the teams, and what was it Thursday, Friday? Um, a whole n- you know, nucleus of backline, and we thought, okay, Tweed might be doing the business here, but um, but Kudjan, they despite not getting the win, they threw some surprises out there. It, mate, they did. And to their credit, they were super brave, Kujin. Um, I think I said it during the week and I said it during the call that I expected the Raiders to, to really turn it on. Mate, they didn't do that. They weren't allowed to. I looked at the Raiders team sheet and I thought that with the blokes they had sort of on paper, they had some strong attacking players in that side. I thought they might really turn it on. But to Kujin's credit, as you said, Nev, with the guys that they had unavailable, Mate, they defended strongly. They hung in. They had every right to sort of go down by 20, 24 points. But it was a close game in the end. And it was, and I thought for me, Kudjan had the better of the, the first half as well. It was very tit for tat. But um, Kudjan, I mean, I, I feel like, um, well, let's put it this another way. If Kudjan had that lineup with their, the Jalen DeGroots, the Tommy Weavers, who have only just been blooded a few weeks ago, they win that game. And I think they win it by about anywhere about eight to ten points um not taking anything away from the Raiders they they played uh, a staunch game as you expect the Raiders to do but Kudjan in that in that last five minutes it was almost like well are they gonna are they gonna pull the rug underneath the Raiders Mm. feet Um, no pun intended but um I I just feel for me Kudjan if you despite the fact they're going down give them a year or two they're gonna win this comp uh with me if they that will win. Kujin did really well. We we said it during the call, mate. They had, I think, four under sixteen players called up to play under eighteens, with mm. only one guy on the bench. Um, Oscar Bryan, as we know, made his debut yeah. um, in A grade on the weekend. Played outstanding. Played out of position at halfback. Um, they had every right, you know, the, not not to win that game. And as you said, mate, to be in the game that late try to get them back in it. And, and make it a ball game with a couple of minutes to go. It wasn't to be, of course, but um, most of that second half, I thought the Raiders would just score a try and kick on. But yeah, as I said, mate, Kujin hung in really well. And um, Linda McGrady also, I think, with, with his kicking, um, putting up all those big spiralling bombs and putting Ben O'Gorman in pressure at fullback. And Ben O'Gorman talked a really bit, bit of a nasty hit in the air as well, fell on, mm. on the back of his head. Thank Christ, he's okay. Um, but I feel if Kujin can just... Um, just get through the turbulence of their back line, settle on something, um, and as 
and as we'll, we'll probably mention more with, when we speak to Bailey Crompton later, as we are talking to Bailey Crompton from the Mullumbar Mustangs as well. Um, I feel that if they settle on their back line, they're going to, they're going uh, to they're, they're go some, some places. And, I, and, I, and as I said, well, I've said this time and time and time again, when it comes to Kudjan, that this, all those, all those youngsters that got bled into this lineup and it's sort of forced to hand with the borders and everything. Um, it's, it's probably going to be a blessing in disguise for the Hornets because, as I said, um, they're going to be hungry to win that. that they've been there about some with, with grand finals and whatnot. And they, they played in one in 2017 and, and 16, they, and they w- w- just went down in both of them. And I just think that Ballina's, and we'll talk about this more when, when Ballina, we talk about Ballina Casino, um, it's... I give it two years, two years, and I think Kudjan will be right up there where they, where they, well, I feel they deserve to be. Uh, Mickey, did you um, catch any of that game? You were out, you were out doing the business uh, for the Jets um, against the Mustangs. Um, did you catch that game? I had my phone down while we were doing a bit of, um, bit of this and a bit of that, and trying to trying to watch the game. But just wait, yeah, one of the, I guess one of the main things to take away from that game was Oscar Bright making his his A-grade debut, and it just seems every week they're giving another jersey up in Kudjan for another A-grade debut. But like you said, they're not disappointed, and then they're, they're doing the jersey well, and they're doing it proud. So um, you mentioned Ben O'Gorman taking a nasty fall. Did I see uh, Dan Ross got injured for Tweed Coast as well? Did he have to come off hurt? Mm. I think that, yeah, it was early in the game. Too. Yeah. Early, yeah, right. early on, yeah. Yeah, so... Like you said, they, they, they had the chance. They, they could have um, maybe stole one. But at the same time, they're not going to come away from that game disappointed with the effort. And because all four teams will make the finals as such, I, I think it's it's not a, um, a extremely bad result, even though they lost. So mm, Yeah. And, um, as, and as I said, it's all a learning experience now for these younger boys. And Kujin, they're not the only ones going through this as well. And we'll... We'll gradually go into each team as we cover the the um the games of the round that that just came through. So that was the, the live stream game that we did. Fourteen to ten it was a um it was a mass turnout to under COVID rules. It was four hundred and ninety seven crossy. That was um that that was my estimate. Uh, and talking to Harry and then you uh, two. Yeah, four ninety nine. We're, we're under the COVID restriction. <laughs> yeah. And um. And go, so, go figure. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so Kudjan, they'll they'll have, they'll be doing the business against Moorlambar this weekend. So, uh, and I guess too, Nev, just just thinking about that, they're going to have to start, you know, getting used to life without those young boys because they do have Palm Beach Crumman High School commitments. That's right. Um, that's obviously they didn't play last week. They won't be playing next week. You know, Parker Bryant, uh, Tommy Weaver, Jalen DeGroote, Jalen DeGroote. They, they won't play any footy until PBC sort of run their race in that. And that competition. How long has that got to go for crossing? Well, mate, they'll go into the Queensland final next week, I think it is, and then they'll have their, their national final. So they're still – and they've got a pretty good side, mate, talking to their coach, Brad Davis, again last yeah. night. Um, they're getting a few troops back, and they're, they're quite strong. So you never know. It's a knockout competition. Um, but And, look, I don't – like, with the whole thing of COVID, how are they going to have national finals? It's a great question. Yeah, are they going to have national finals? <laughs> like, they could, they could, mm. I mean, with that being said, um, AFL, you know, they've got the grand final in, um, in Queensland now, and but they let the, the AFL they boss get a free up. pass from Melbourne. So, 
Uh, who knows? Yeah. But then again, there's probably a little bit more money involved in that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into. Yeah. Uh, it. I'll just. Yeah, maybe it won't. It's a great point. Maybe it'll just be a Queensland final this year. Yeah, because I because I know. Yeah, yeah, I know in the New South Wales, well, um, they're not even letting certain parts of Sydney, let alone regions, play against each other. Um, when it comes to like school sports and stuff, um, that was announced. Oh, that could change probably in the next few weeks, but that was announced um, a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so we're like, okay, we're right. So we just had some internet issues on my end by the looks of it. So um, the joys of doing um, live um, webcasting. But <laughs> so we're talking about um, we're talking about um, you know, well, the, the, always the hot topic of, of the week is the borders and whatnot. So um, I was just saying that um, yeah, I don't see a, go, a national comp going ahead. Just even the fact of Sydney that they're not allowing um, school sports happening regionals. So even mm. certain parts of Sydney aren't playing against each other and they're not playing in other regions saying like going into for the fret. They want to try and make sure COVID doesn't get too far out of Sydney to, into the regional areas, and so to speak. Um, so, mm. um, but hopefully for Coogeon's sake, they can get the, um, the boys back on the paddock because um, they're doing some immense work in their um, debut season. Um, I'll tell you what though, whoever's going to be voting for Rookie of the Year in the team awards at the end of the year has got some got their work cut out for them. But yeah. Give it to one, good, one of five luck. players. Mm. Okay. So yeah, was, absolutely. Uh, so that was Tweed Co's first Kudgen. 14 to 10 Raiders getting the job done. Uh, so Just to other- wrap up on that one, Nev, um, for the Raiders, because we probably didn't touch on them too much. Don Murray had a, had a big game. Your man, Hensby, Nev, had, a, had another big <laughs> game. Hitman. The, the Hitman, Hitman Hensby. Yeah. As he's uh, self-proclaimed himself to... Yeah. To be. Uh, so, Tony Robinson, I thought, played pretty well as well. And, Luke, um, yeah. Cross it, yeah. Go, keep going. No, no, you go, you go. No, apparently, because Luke, Lukey Campbell, uh, sorry, um, Kalani Hensby messaged me, um, what was it on the day after the game? And he said, Lukey Campbell, it was a stitch up job. So, um, but it's, we thought so. I'm afraid it's stuck now. <laughs> so he's hit me and we'll get them both on. We'll, get, we'll see if we can get them both on. And we'll, we'll, we'll have, as I said, we, I told him that. We offer the right of reply here, which you'll probably hear, which you'll hear in good taste when Bailey Crompton comes on to you, Mickey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so um, <laughs> all right. So, but speaking of which, um, you've got the microphone at the moment when it comes to the next game. Although it's probably not going to be pretty reading for you. Thirty-six-six, Moreland Bar beating Balamble. Alex Fitzhugh mm. was the, the lone try scorer. So it was it was a pretty even game in the first quarter, Mickey. Like Moreland Bar played. Um, they applied the pressure early um, with a line dropout, um, bouncing in field. Then there was a couple of penalties back to back, and then um, uh, there was, uh, they were playing really slick from dummy half, and which you sort of expected when you got Joe Besgrove um, with the reins there. First try came within the first ten minutes, and it was off a kick assist. And then um, then, a, then your boys there got one back within about five minutes for Alex Fitzu. Uh, it was a bit short-lived, though, when they got their, the Mustangs got the second try, 16-6 at halftime. Then you, and then just looking at the try scorers, and it's the usual suspects. You've got um, Tom Vickery, Adam Walker, Liam Cusack. Vickery getting – oh, Jake Vickery as well. So, um, and Phil Ramage getting four goals. Khan Rose just getting the one. So, it was um, – where did it all go wrong for Balamble, Mickey? Like, was Mullivar just um, found their groove? No, honestly, even at halftime at 16-6, it still felt like it was a close game and we weren't doing too much wrong. 
Uh, we just weren't converting into points. And um, I, I, when I when I mentioned last week, I thought we were near full strength. I didn't realise like we had a few players out when I got to training on Thursday. And Alex Fitz having to play in the half um, at halfback, which he can is is a good player wherever you put him. Mm. Uh, but Khan and his brother Harry were just gelling in the halves, mm. and maybe that just kind of um, discombobulated them a bit. But it was more really? of just the just the you know, the, the flawless effort from Murbar, they, um, they, they done nothing wrong in the second mm-hmm. half. They were doing everything right. And that was frustrating Belamble. And then they were, you know, uh, giving it to Belamble. They were hitting them hard. They were slowing them down and the frustration just led to more frustration and then the led into tries. And then it was, yeah, it was it, even at 36, six, mm. it, felt closer than that but the scoreboard mm. yeah said it a lot differently mm. so yeah so um it's like i i feel for me that Moorlambar like write them off at your peril and i and and we probably even got a bit complacent when it came to them like and we'll talk about more about this with um bailey but it was like they've looked they, i think they've won one out of the last six games um, which, when you read that on paper, is pretty well. It's that's crisis for most teams, but probably with the exception of the the grand final against Ballina, um, they were in all those games. They were leading at some point, and the but then the one game that they they did win out of all that was um, that pre- preliminary final uh, final bleh, get it out and won um, against Casino, and they were losing that too. Um, yep. They were out of their depth against Ballina because um, of um, Bailey, um, Bailey not not playing because of them being suspended, and as well as I mean a swag of injuries. But then um, we might not bring that up, eh, with Bailey. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no it's, um, talk about that one. No, I don't. I'm not ready for hate mail. Yeah, I'm not. My podcast is <laughs> no. too young. Um, but more to do with this year. If you can count the, the first few games that don't count in this new comp, new competition. Um, they were they were getting amongst it, but then they just um, I don't know if it's the queue in the rack or they're missing Caleb Powell. Um, I don't know if it's um, they're just uh, they've got vastly the same team um, with a couple of new newies and maybe one or two young players. I wouldn't say it's a lot a lack of um, personnel, but I just think maybe Caleb Howe not being there um, just to get him just to give him that bit of bit of um, bit of grunt into. Into, into their attack and just keeping them on the job, I guess. Um, because they Well, that's got... what was surprising, wasn't it, Nev? Like, that was the surprising thing, looking at their squad, as you allude to, mm-hmm. from the start of the year and only being one from six. You sort of think, well, what's, what's going on here? That's a, it's pretty much the same team. Um, but in talking to Nathan Jordan after that Kujin game, he just said it's, he's sort of been one of them years with injuries and a few things like I'm probably going to mention. But... Um, and I know what that feels like and looks like as a coach and even being in teams, you're sort of looking at your squad going, why isn't this happening for us? And I don't want to get started on your Broncos, Nev, but even at times at the start of the year for them, I mean, it's a similar thing for them, mate. You know, they're a far yeah. better team than what they're, um, than how they're going. Well, so they're, they've come good. And I don't want to get you on a tangent with these stupid Broncos. Mate, mate, I haven't, if you want to, I'm, I'm happy to start to one in the morning. If you want, if you want to, if I want me to, you want me to dish nah. off everything that's wrong with the Broncos right now and what they I'm need. Busy. To do. I, I'm I, busy. I, I yeah. know, mate, I know you got your, you're on parental duties once again, but um, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, We'll, we'll, we'll maybe save that for the Mad Monday. We'll save um, that for another time. But we've got the Mad right. Monday coming up, and 
Trust me, that yeah. there's going to be more beers. There's going to be not enough beers for me to, to drown over <laughs> talking about the freaking yeah. at the moment. But but in all seriousness, I just wanted to ask Mickey though, Nev, um, just with Belamble, Mickey, um, you say you know thirty six six. Obviously, it doesn't sound close, but again, we've all been involved with games that yeah, it feels much closer. I suppose a couple of things, mate. How was the boys' mindset after the game in relation to being competitive against Murbar? And secondly. Injury-wise, mate, how how he's travelling after that game? Um, yeah, well, it was, it was a pretty quiet um, shed after the after the game. But the thing about the thing about the team is that I don't think they really. I mean, they care they lost, but they. It might be at Blamble this year because we've had such high hopes and the crowds there and you are playing at home games. We haven't won a game at home yet. Our two wins have mm. both been away wins. So it might be just the expectation setting in and then just the, you know, you don't want to let the crowd down. So maybe if they just relax it a little bit more, we've got one home game left. But um, they're, they're ready to come out. As as for injuries, we'll have to see because we, we did. We're missing um, Harry Fitz didn't play. Tyson Donnelly didn't play. Um, Noah Johansson got sent off in the under-18s and he was supposed to play on the bench oh, for A yeah, grade, right. so he couldn't play. Mm. And so it's not some other injuries if he gets suspended. And I think Hindy might be in he a bit of... He got sent off, didn't he? Yeah, he got sent yeah. off at the end for, for yeah, losing his head a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just see. Um, you know, we, we've got good reserve grade players too. Like, we've got players that can it's come in. And, yeah, we do. And it's... Yeah. I guess it's just finding the right 17 that's going to work because we've got the right 25 there, but putting the right players playing out of position, not out of position, but not their preferred position. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're, we're um, you know, I, we, I think we've gone loss, win, loss to start the new season. So if somehow it's, um, we get another win, loss, win, loss, win, we, we're sitting average, I guess. So. Okay. Um. Mm. It's interesting that you point that out, Nikki, and especially being in the new um, season and new um, new whole new competition um, from a Blamble perspective. That um, because when Blamble were sort of wrapping up in the Queensland competition, it was actually a home wins at home that um, oh, you, exactly. you know, for, and like mm. even even that one I covered on on the Ladies Day with you um, when you played Ormo, and then then you had that win against Corumba, and you only just yeah. lost to Chugan. And then, but your away form was well. We I drew. Guess. We drew against you in that game. Oh, did you? So I thought it was only mm. by a couple of points. But um, but then your away games, it's like, well, I guess if I, I think by this point, um, I think you knew your boys weren't going to make finals. So I think it was just um, um, let's just make a a road, the, the bus trips fun kind of trip. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. And I think you guys might have even started a bit early, but even before the games and um, had, had a few beers at the Pizzy Park and um, <laughs> yeah, run away maybe. at Bay Tavern. And <laughs> yeah, no, like, honestly, I stay out of the whole players and who's playing, like, not calling it coaching or anything side of it all. I'm more of the, um, you know, party liaison kind of person <laughs> down there. Figured, and it's just... I figured that. Yeah, you know, social and, director. Yeah, social director, that's what I was looking but for. Mate, so... And it's, it's wanting to do it. We want the players, a feel for the players. You know, yeah. if they're feeling for the crowd and they feel they've let us down, the whole crowd is saying, man, we mm. want the players to win because we know the talent's there, the effort's there, but it's just um, the wins aren't there. So. But to your credit though, Mickey, um, you have, with, but now that I don't know if it's because you now moved into the NRRL, I don't know what, or it's just the whole Gold Coast lifestyle now is kind of in the rear view, but you have settled down compared to 12 months ago. We're, I don't see as many Instagram stories as you like <laughs> sinking like vodka. You're having like 
vodka jelly shots or something after the Southport game or Runaway Bay. Now you're, you're going to weddings. <laughs> on the I did see that. You were at a wedding on, was it Saturday? Or? Yeah, the wedding was fun. Big yeah. shout out to Nick and Britt. They got married. Um, yep. Yeah, me personally, I have um, settled down a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't speak for the rest of the boys. So. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, we'll save that to the Mad Monday special when that, when that yeah. comes up. So, okay, so move. Okay, so we'll, li- we'll now literally head out of the the Tweed bubble, and we'll focus now on the other two games that are out of the bubble, which is uh, we'll go with Northern United, the Lismore Derby. And um, it's sort of, it's, it's, I sort of picked it how, how oh, let me just bring the scores up here. It was 34-22, Northern United getting it done. And I, and I, as I said in last week's podcast, I knew watching how Northern United play, and, and this was probably their best 80 minutes performance of the year. Um, twenty. And ignore the fact that they um, twenty-two points were put on against Morris. That's no ill feat um, when they've got the likes of mm. Mitch Krause and Josh Patson and um, and that Jacob Fallen in the halves and whatnot. Yeah, Mumford. Mm. So, so uh, look, away, that aside, they Norman and I look really sleek from the start. And um, your your mate Clarence Kelly Crossy, he he still looked like he was um he was trying to win a premiership with Ballon again the way he was playing mate he's he's ageless clacker he just honestly you'd think he's 21 or 22 it's ridiculous how he moves and that still so boys I didn't catch any of that game so run me through what was it sort of sitting at half time did what did did brothers ever lead what did Northern come from behind so, how did it so, work so Norman and I that was slick um they were just playing through many sets of hands they can early as opposed to late they're moving from side to side of the field pretty well um what was interesting, though, the first two tries, and actually the majority of the tries, came off kicks. They came in kicks in the corner. But some, but the first two, so it was one each from Norvin and one from Maris. Yep. They were both kicks in the corner. Um, who I'm just trying to see who... There was a really slick um, play in the second half. You would, see, you would have seen this, Mickey, watching that as well. And Norvin United, they kicked kind of parallel into the corner and it was just fed well. And there was about five metres of defensive gap to play with. I'm trying yeah, I wonder. To I just, Sorry. When when you when I look at Northern play, I, I just I like to I'd like to know which are set plays and which mm. are just spur of the moment, <laughs> you know, brilliance that look like set plays. So, I, 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 you'll have to forgive me, Northern boys, because I'm not 100 percent sure of the names. But number three is that Clarence Kelly would he be a center. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he would wear yeah, three. Mate. He yeah. he just every time he catches the ball, he's big, he's quick. Um, and then they run this other play for their second rower, whoever number 12 was, and you're expecting it to go wide to Kelly. And they just pop a short ball and he just, mm. he goes straight in untouched. So just, mm. you know, the deceptiveness there. And uh, one of my favorite players of the game was, um, you know, it was kind of in the balance. Like it was maybe five or, you know, six to 10 points in it. And one of the Northern players, a number nine, this big fellas <laughs> run at him. And he was like a small headgear you know, Preston Campbell style player. And he just, he's tackled him and he's just one-on-one raked it from this big guy. And the big mm. guy's just like, oh, what, what has just happened? And then Northern was straight on the attack again. And it was just plays like that and just clever. It's fun to watch. And yeah, I'm, I'm kicking myself. I didn't tip him actually. Cause yeah, I just, I just had that feeling that Northern United, um, like they, as I said, they just had that one, one game where they were probably out of their element a little bit against Balna, but let me put it this way. If they play some of the players that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, as I said, they just had that minor blip. Um, Ballinabet is still better be on their game if they, if they play in the grand final. Because um, I tell you what, and I'll 
I'm going to speak more about it and more also when we focus on the Ballina Casino game that just passed, is that um, Ballina's been in grand finals as, more, as many as we can think of. We, we've covered that numerous times. Just makes you wonder when they, and, and evidence was this back in 2018 when Tui Coast were just the hungrier team against um, the Seagulls. It's just going to make you wonder, is Ballina going to be geared up like they have been for all these times, especially now when in a smaller competition, although be it they're miles in front um, on the table at the moment and for and against. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll go a bit more about it when we, um, when we focus more on Ballina. But just amongst the try scorers, Dan Taylor, he, he was the one who scored that try in the corner. Uh, Clarence Kelly, Trevor Bolt scored as well. Denzel Dangerfield. So a lot of the old casino boys um, scored there. And Dennis Smith, Roy Bell, um, Joey Gordon, Graham Brown with a kick for conversions. Jacob Follin kicked all the conversions from Marist. And Isaiah McKenzie, Silo Stavnow and Henry Lee scored for Marist. And so Marist Brothers, I think they've got the week off now to memory. They do. Um, and Norbin will play Mullum and we'll get tips on those uh, in just a little bit. But yeah, just saying, 14-8, uh, Norbin were in front. And then um, they got it out to 22-8. So they could have run away with it even at some point. But as I said, they still have the little blitz where they let the opposition maybe just get a taste um, towards the back end. They did go down to 12 men in the fourth quarter. But another thing I should worth mentioning, this will um, um, be of interest to you, Crossy. Daryl Butcher um, got himself a start back in A grade after, since I think not since um, you coached him. And boy, didn't he know it too. He got an absolute whack into the turf. Um, just got Did absolutely he? blindsided. <clears throat> High shot, mind he's you, gr- but yeah. He's a great man, Daryl Butcher. I'm I'm glad to see that Butcher's back playing a bit of first grade. He's yeah. um I should have texted. He won't meet too many too many better people than Butch. Um Mate, I should have yeah, texted no, you that early, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I should have should have. But yeah, um but... just thinking about brothers, boys, there obviously a lot of hype coming in the start of the year. They have lost a couple of those players because of the the border, bu- uh, border bubble and, and Maxi Elliott's one of them, mm. Queensland Cup forward from, from Wyndham Seagulls. Um, I've mentioned the last couple of times I've watched them, they've been a little bit underwhelming and um, oh, they're a little bit predictable, I, I feel, brothers. And they're, this week off might do them good, boys. This, this might be mm. what they need, just to go and re- reset, um, rejuvenate their season and, and come back fresh because right. we, we're out at the pointy end now. So, um, yeah, they'll have to find something. Uh, I think I said a few weeks ago, they... They need to sort of alter their attack a bit to, to get Krause a bit more into the game. And, yeah, just they rely heavily on Patson on that edge as well, boys. Mm. So I'll be keen to see what Sivy, Mark Sivright, uh, their coach, sort of comes up with over this next week or two. Yeah, so moving along now. So Ballina versus Casino at Kingston Swift Park. And they'll play again on um, Sunday. And unfortunately, it's, when you look at the scoreline, it was sort of to be expected. Um, just... Um, 62 to nil, Ballina being Casino. Zach Beach is scoring a double. Reese Richards, Luke Douglas, Anthony Coleman scoring two. Matthew Collinar, Jordan Lee, and Liam Anderson scoring three. Mm. Um, once again, no Oliver Regan. Zach Beach was playing at fullback. Cooper Manny got a start center. So um, Logan Iverson um, playing in the halves. And um, yeah, so I don't know if Oliver, I, I'm unsure of why Oliver Regan's are playing. I don't know if he. I, I had a, a chat to. Ollie yeah. on Friday night, I sent him a message at midnight actually because I was having a few drinks. <laughs> and um, I said, him? Why haven't you been playing? And he said he's he lives at Tweed. Yeah. 
Um, but he works in Queensland. So if he goes oh. out of the bubble to Ballina, he won't be able to go back into Queensland oh, for work. So he's but trying to get a way to get out of that. So Yeah, so but didn't he but didn't he play when after the closure happened? Um uh, he must have swapped job locations or something, oh, okay, I guess. Right, I think he's right, a trade yeah, or something. Okay. So yeah, he's he's yeah. working in Queensland. So if he leaves the bubble when he gets oh, to the right. Queensland border, they say, Have you been out of the bubble? And he says yes, they won't let him come to work. So that's right, okay. Well, that's and fair enough. Is Hayden Hansen the other one that you mentioned? Yeah, Hayden Hansen. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he's in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Bishop's another. Um, yeah. Nicholas Ritter. Ritter, yeah. yeah so. So. And um, it's even affecting up to get as far as Casino as well, so I heard. But I want to make mention with Casino and um, Crossy, you will go into details of this um, into the game because neither of us watched it. You did. Um, yeah. Like, I just I said to you, you boys, um, just the other last day or two when we the scores were coming in, and I was just wondering if, if Casino have they got some great young players as I've said in the past few podcasts. I'm just starting to wonder if that's some of these boys that were being prioritised for the 18s and reserve grade. Of course, they played the reserve grade grand final last year, and mm. um, and as I said, they've got lots of rep players come up from the 16s and 18s, and just having a look at them, they had the likes of Rocco Partridge coming through. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can find it here. Rocco Partridge, um, one of the, um, and he was actually they had two guys make their debut. Yeah, two, two, so. two guys made their debut for the Cougars on the weekend. So yeah, that's good. But I mean, that, as you guys are both appreciate, uh, been around footy clubs before. There's some guys that play rugby league that just flat out just want to play reserve grade with their mates. Yep. Just mm, don't want to play right. A grade. That's right. And it it can become a frustration as a coach, particularly as an A grade coach, because some of those guys are killing it. You're like, mate, you, mm. next week you, you're playing at three o'clock. Don't worry about those one thirty games. Mm. You're, you're, you're with us. But but they just don't want to know about it. And yeah. uh, it's great on one hand because they're playing with their mates, but on the other, um, yeah, at times you really need them. So yeah. Yeah, to come back to your point there, Duano, you know, they, their Reggies are strong, the Cougars and, and their 18s as well, both reporting and, and wins over Ballinger. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Right, would you rather two wins and an A-grade loss or would you kind mm. of suffice those games and maybe come away from Ballinger with three losses? So, yeah, 26-12, yeah, they won the 18s. And yeah. and I just feel that, and I said this about Kudjan as well, um, Casino are going to be in that same boat if they can find, if they can either A, find an, a leader from the outside to replace the likes of Roy Bell, Trevor Bolt, or one of these boys just steps up and I think it's going to have to be probably more the first option because looking at it, and even in last year's um, final series, they had 16, 17 year olds um, coming through. They need some leadership um, either through the coaches, just a leadership group of maybe say about two or three. And yep. then um, the rest will sort itself out. And um, they've got, they've got some really, I mean, I just uh, hope this like just wanting to play Reggie's in 18s doesn't, really degrudge these, these boys because they've got some bright futures ahead of them and I've said this from time and time again the same same shit happened with Byron as you know Crossy it's like it's all a learning phase and like Byron mm-hmm. seasons like this um, after that 2014 grand final and just I guess also they had a bit of help with Lennox um, coming through but yep. Yep. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see and as I, and I alluded this um, some of the Given this season, how it's going to go, we don't know how what the structure is going to be. Hopefully, this goes back to somewhat normal the next year or two. But um, I'm just wondering how long of this dominance with Ballina and how hungry they're going to be to keep going on and on. Because um, 
we see it from an NRRL perspective. Um, you got the Toy Coast Raiders when they won it, they blew Ballina out of the park, and Ballina, um, we're thinking, well, we've won a swag of them, like pretty much all of them since 2013. And you go back for all the years, you go through, well, Mullumbar were kind of already out of their element because they were coming in like bashed and battered and lost players. And then you've got Kudjan, who like to this day still feel that they're unlucky. And then you skip 2016, Ballin didn't feature, then 15, Ballin put on a clinic. And then 2014 against your guys against Byron. But Byron coming from fourth, I think. Um, yeah. And then... So it just makes you wonder then when you just kind of look at where the under-18s are now with like Kudjan and Casino mm. and I guess Byron with, with Lennox um, and Ballina, you look at those players and they're already, like they're, they're 18s. I've, um, like whilst they're strong, I think they're already starting to bleed them now. And so these other boys are going to come up the next little bit. So it's just a question of um, how many times, how many, like, when they play, how team. many grand finals can you make in a row? That's, I think yeah, every and, year. And how many? And, how, <laughs> who's think, gonna, and who's going to? I think they're getting sick of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I only bring this point up because well, you look at Wallingbar, right? In the rugby, they've won a, they've won a swag of them. And um, speaking mm. of which, I'm going to have to get my basic rule book out and because I'm back on the call doing the rugby for the finals as of this weekend. So, but Ballina got on top of that, um, and Wallingbar finished I think second or mm. third. So. They're, they're thinking, well, uh, you know, like we've, we've been there, done it. But even from the soccer perspective as well, Byron Bay FC, they were mm. in grand finals through up to 2013, similar to Ballina. And then they took on a South Lismore team who haven't been in a grand final or even the Prem since 1993. They made a grand final. And watching that last year, you could tell who wanted to be there and who was like, well, meh, we win, we win. And it, was, it wasn't Byron. So, mm. um it's Something. all about your personnel. Yeah, it's all, it's all about who you've got there, you know. And I know that's an obvious statement, but well, let's take last year with Ballina, for example, you know. Similar guys, but then in strolls a guy by the name of Jamie Lyon who mm. has done everything there is to do in the game. So, But what he does is he lifts everyone around him. So if a few of those blokes are starting to feel like we've already won a couple of comps, you know, we're a bit down, a bloke like Killer comes in and then, um, and then lifts you up, you know. And it's the same as this year. Jamie Lyon rolls out, Luke Douglas rolls in. It's, yeah. it's rejuvenated, you know. So um, that's, that's the key part of it is your personnel and having the mixture right. Okay, so that's um, pretty well said. Mickey, anything you want to add? I just want to add for that um, casino ball in a game, big shout out to one of the under-18s players, Kurt McGrath. Um, I went on their Facebook and it said that he played the under-18s game, then the reserve grade game, then made his debut for the A-grade game. So that's insane. Yeah, so good, awesome. on, good, good on him. And like good you said, if, if you got the under-18s coming through, that's the player that you want to be coming through. So, yeah. I think, I, I think, I think yeah, the name rings a bell. I think I did his, one of his junior games when playing for the Titans. I don't know if it was 16s or 18s or if it was yeah, last year well, or this year, but I, the name rings a bell. Great effort on the weekend. Okay, so that was round four. Oh, sorry, round three covered. I'll get that right. Uh, round three of um, the North and Southern Cox um, covered. Coming up next was going to be a now... I chat with Bailey Crompton and he'll be enjoyed talking to us and not in front of a judiciary board on a Wednesday night. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> and welcome back to the Duano podcast, episode 14. Uh, number seven in the NRRL um, theme. Um, as a, can't believe we got that far. <laughs> I thought we might've got a couple in, but 
this um, COVID hasn't stopped this yet. So um, what also hasn't stopped is um, the success that Moolumbar Mustangs have pulled in the last couple of couple of weeks. Had a big win against Belamble and had a, a historic win against the Tweed Coast Raiders the week before. And the bloke who had a big hand in all that is none other than Bailey Crompton. So Bailey, so you had a night, night off from attending the judiciary, mate. You're coming to attend this other board here on the podcast form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming in live to talk to you fellas. <laughs> so, um, so mate, we had a look at that game on Sunday. Obviously me and Crossy were calling it Cabber on Sunday. So we caught the, caught the game on huddle. Um, it looks like you boys found some, some form, like some, some solid consistent form again, like, you always were in it in the games previous, and then for whatever reason, you guys didn't quite put it away. But um, so, what's um, what's changed amongst the group this time? Was it more of a leadership thing, or is it just some new players gelling, or how did that come about? Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a common theme that uh, once we kind of go into that third or fourth quarter, that we've been in the game, mm. but we've just we've just dropped out of it a little bit. So I think what changed this week is um. Mickey Coleman got onto the judiciary boys and sat me out for a week. And luckily, we got to play a few of the better younger players coming through. And uh, Bailey, boys like Bailey Cox and Liam Robinson and a few younger fellas, they, they really gave uh, Blamble a touch-up on the weekend. Yeah, and I should iterate too. Um, uh, so we spoke about last week, and it, not in as many words, but it, Mickey was implying that um, you and the judiciary board are now on a first name basis, and Christmas cards will be dealt in December. So um, we give you the yeah. right of reply to that. So um, <laughs> oh. yeah, no, like, like like I just said, Mickey uh, got me the week off, which gave <laughs> young, a few of the, the the better younger boys an opportunity to come in, and I don't think it works on his side if you look at the scoreboard on the weekend. Yeah. Then that's right, thirty-six-six, and um, so, um, yeah. So, Kate Hill, he, he had a decent game. Liam Cusack got on. I think he got on the um, amongst the tries as well. Um, so you found a bit of form now. So you've got Kudjan on this coming Sunday. I think is, is that correct? Yeah. Kudjan. Yep. Yep. Yeah, got Kudjan. Kudjan at uh, home yeah. this weekend. Are you, are you back this week? Uh, no. Yeah, Not so. back this week either. So hopefully a few of those younger boys hang around and, and get another game in. So so with that game against Kudjan, so you got, as I made mention, you you're in the fight in that game against Kudjan. We, me and Crossy covered that one as well and um, had an early 10-point lead. And then um, then Kudjan just sort of um, found their groove towards the third and fourth quarter. Um, what do you have to do this time around to um, ensure that... Um, so you got a bit of background there. I said... Um, what do you have to do this time to make sure that um, we don't have a repeat of a few weeks ago? Um, oh, probably last time we versed them, their, their young fellas really stepped up, like Tom Weaver, Parker Bryant, and Jalen DeGroote. Yeah. Um, so I think what we've got to do is we've got to control their, their younger players, control their middle. Um, they get a lot of roll on through um, Buddha and that in the middle. So kind of just tightening up our defence in the middle and, and letting, letting footy do its thing, really. That's, that's the way. Crossy. Bailey, how are you, mate? Good, yourself? Good, buddy. Mate, um, yeah, just thinking back to that game that Nev said that you and I, uh, he and I called. Yeah, you boys were sort of on top that day. Talking to Eggy after the game, he sort of said it's been one of them years for you, hasn't it, up until to date? I mean, the last couple of weeks have been good, but yeah, a bit disjointed, a few sort of bounce of the ball haven't been going your way, a few injuries, a few suspensions. But uh, I'm just thinking back to that game, mate. It was at um, Big Remy. And he was the best player on the field for the first half an hour. And then he didn't play the rest of that game. Is he 
is he back to sort of um, yeah to full uh, full strength now? Yeah, so he he did something to his elbow. I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure he's he's um, close to coming back this week. He was he was iffy for Blamble, so um, yeah, yeah, hopefully he's a he's a big inclusion back for this week if we can get him. Yeah, he, it's noticeable when he's on the field, mate, isn't it? Just yeah, his go definitely. forward. And, and even yeah. his, um, for a big man, he does a lot of good work in defence as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays big minutes and he's got a lot of experience in just slowing the play the ball down or, or just leading the young fellas through. Really good mm. when he just tucks it up under his arm and just goes forward for us. And Bailey Cox, um, Nev mentioned him before. Mate, he was outstanding at the back end of that good yeah. game. He come on yeah. and if you didn't know the age of the kid, You'd swear he was a sort of an experienced 25, 26-year-old, you know. He, he was yeah, excellent. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, he's really good. And I think his stats on the weekend again were, again, like 25 hit-ups or 25 tackles, four offloads. Um, yeah, he's a really good young player we've got coming through the club and probably going to go on to bigger and better things. But, uh, yeah, it'll be good for him to get another game under his belt. Mate, that's good. I'll, I'll let the other boys sort of jump in. But just on the theme of the young boys, because we – and it's you know you'd be well aware we, we've sort of wrapped those Kudjan guys as as you mm. just did, but you've also got young Butterini there as well, who I think, mate, is he at, he's at P, PBC with the other lads. Yeah, so Butterini just played um, in that schoolboys um, game tonight, so PBC yep. will take on Kibra in the in the grand final for that next week. And yeah, there's a really good bunch of young players coming through the the comp mm. at the moment, and it's it's good to see. Yeah. Absolutely, and some good old hardheads like uh, yeah. Bailey Compton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Mickey, um, anything you, you want to add? Yeah, I'll, I was telling the boys last week, Bailey, how you're like one of my most you know, respected, you're a very well-groomed kind of player out there, and um, yeah, you're oh, a nice bloke on, and stuff like that. Oh, Mickey, I think, Mickey, I think Mickey, you were just saying that. Seven, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Something like that, but I was saying it'll be um, it'll be a big loss. I honestly didn't expect it to get suspended. The video didn't show too much, but you know, thinking you're not playing, there's going to be a big loss to Murbar. But the forwards, they they really stood up, and and that yeah. Remy, he didn't play against Balamble either. Nah, so Remy was out injured against Balamble. Remy, yep. And so who was who was the guy that I think he came off the bench, had the headgear on, bit of a nuggety. So there was a few a few young fellas that come off the bench. Bailey Cox, he wears a headgear. Um, Liam Robinson's probably the one you're talking about. Liam Robinson's quite short. He was just aggressive and, you know, getting the jet skin and just like, you know. Yes. They call him Spoofer. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) He he had that nickname for three years and he didn't even know why they were calling him Spoofer, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he he done white. Yeah, right. He he had a great game. I don't know if the game plan was to kind of annoy and, 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 you know, Throw Jets off the game, but the the forwards who stood up in place yeah. of yourself and in place of Remy, they played real well, and there was um, pretty yeah complete performance from Herb. I couldn't fault you, so it was it was a great game, and and you know to think that you and and Remy have to come back into the team, it's like who mm. are you going to drop? Mm. So yeah. yeah, no, it was good, and you could see that with um like Jacko Springer and and Hindy getting a little bit frustrated yeah. there towards a little the bit, end of the a game. Lot of bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, Bailey, um, as I was saying about leadership a few minutes ago, um, so this is your first year with our, um, your prodigal son, uh, Caleb Howe, um, as captain. So, and then you've got Joe, Joe Besgrove taking the reins. Um, so, how does all the leadership group um, mixing in now with all these younger fellas? Um, no, the leadership goes really well. Joe, Joe Besgrove, he's a natural-born leader. 
he's one of those blokes that you just want in your football team because he'd be an absolute pain in the ass to play against. <laughs> um, so, but with him, Remy, um, John T, a few of our older players, um, we picked up Phil Remage from Corumban Eagles. That, yeah, yeah. Mm. So he's he's pretty old now. So he's um, a lot of like good experience. <laughs> yeah, filthy Phil. He's probably about forty four. He's almost on the pension. <laughs> well, you're so, speaking about Joe Besgrove and how important he really is. And me and Crossy iterated this in on the grand final um, when he had yeah. that nasty shoulder injury, and um, that was sort of like the um, good night Irene when he. I mean, it was a brave effort to play. How. But we didn't know how the our, I knew it was a bad injury when in that preliminary final against Casino after he came off after five minutes and didn't play. How bad yeah. was he really was he shot? Because we didn't know the extent of it. We just knew it was bad. No, nah, yeah, it was really bad. And it's a true like show of character of just how tough he is to mm-hmm. put the jersey on and run out there on um, grand final day. I think he I think he was gonna get a needle, but yeah. I don't think we could source one, so we played on without it. Yeah, so that's cool. And yeah. Cooper Cronk version two, by the sounds of it, when he um done he mm. broke his scapula, yeah. and then he was playing from yeah. the, from the sidelines. But um, yeah. So um, so as we p- come towards the pointy end of the finals now, um, um, uh, in the so how how's the mindset for for the Mustangs um with all this um border closure bullshit and whatnot, and how's it affecting you personally and as a team? So. Yeah, so at the start, like being told that the, the season's on, the season's off, the season's on. I probably probably let it get to me a little bit. I wasn't too keen on playing footy. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, you, you're coming off three losses, which is which is pretty shit at any time. Yeah. Um, so, but once we got that first win and now second win, um, yeah, it's, footy's definitely an easier game when, when you're winning week in, week out. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I certainly think you're hitting your straps at the right time. Uh, as I said, like, you're in it for for the majority of those games. It must, iter- must iterate that. Um, after about was it three or four losses on the bounce, but and you, I think you were yeah. leading, you're leading in or thereabouts in all of them, and um, so yep. now I think you're finding the right, right source, and then hopefully that for the Mustangs' sake it will go on a bit further. Um, Crossy, anything you want to add before we? Yeah, mate, I just wanted to ask Bailey, and you touched on it now with in relation to mindset, but more around um, the attitude of yourself, mate, and the boys in this obviously shortened season, but also. Only four teams in this Northern Conference. How you actually approach that, and, and comparing that to say this time last year, when you're marching on in a in a fully fledged competition, mate. How how you feeling? Is it is it different? Are you feeling the same? What are how are all the boys travelling? Um, yeah, so the boys are travelling pretty well. Like being in this Northern Comp with Cabba, Blamble, and Kujin, like you you've got to turn up week in week out. Mm. Like, otherwise, you're gonna get get like get beaten. Mm. So. It's a bit of a tougher year in the fact that there's no real, say, like easy games as there would be um, versus some of the southern teams. But um, yeah, you just got to keep turning up, and and Eggie keeps us fresh each week and keeps us motivated, ready for another game each week. Yep. Yeah, so you, so you're still treating this like it's a normal season. You know, we got we're going to play finals no matter what. But obviously, the goal for you, blokes, is to finish in that that top two. You know, yeah. and, and give yourself the best chance, like, like any competition. Yeah, so even though, like, for what I've heard anyway, every team's going to make the semis. Like, you know, there's still a little bit of that um, rivalry each week. And so, so next year, you can, you know, you can say you've had it over all of the yeah. other teams locally. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want to roll over and be an easy beat. So, yeah, it's a no. little bit of a mental game now. And 
mm. just showing it, that you have it over them. And, it, and I think, yeah. and it's, and even though one of the games has become null and void, but it's one of piece between you two boys, and you still got decided to come. At, I think it's the last <laughs> round of the Northern Conference Four Final. So, um, um, so Mickey, anything, anything you want to add to that, brother? Nah, I was, I'm just. Um, I was very relieved when I was at the announcer's box at Belamble on the weekend. I heard someone, Mickey, and I turned around and it was Bailey, but he had a smile on his face. So it was all good. <laughs> Mate, he was <laughs> watching last week, by the way. So you can't back yeah, out. Of, like, uh, like when you say, when I put my footy tips in, you say, no, that didn't happen. Nah, not this Stock, again. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> uh, but um, final, final question to you, Bailey. Um, you, you played out at the, um, the um, Colts ground um, when we were, me and Shory were calling that one just the other week against the Raiders. Um, how is it now being back at the junior ground? Because a lot of you boys would have played there as juniors. I even played there yep. 25 years ago, um, playing for the Bay. So it's a very special, <laughs> even though I knew then it was like a, a special ground just out in the, out in the sticks. Um, so how is it now playing at a senior level there? And what can, can we expect for all games there in the future? Um, yeah, no, it's really good. You know, you've got the clubhouse behind you, all the, all the piss heads sitting up on the deck and <laughs> throwing abuse at you. It's pretty That'll good. That'll be you so, this weekend. Yeah, I, know, that's, I, I had a bit of fun doing that on Sunday, actually. Yeah, you did, actually. You were good at it. You were great at it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, hopefully we've got a few more games out there and there's a good feel about the place. Stan Serkin used to be a bit of a fortress for us, so hopefully we can turn the Colts ground into a bit of a fortress as well and get a few wins out there. Well, I can't wait to get back out there. Um, I think we'll be out there, well, with the finals anyway. We, we should be making at least another visit there. But, uh, Bailey, enjoy the, enjoy the next um, weekend off. Um, hopefully, there's not too many of them before. Well, I mean, we've got another <laughs> month of footy, so hopefully you can um, get back in the um, footy field, do your business, and then um, and enjoy the summer break. Um, and, um, yeah, don't let that um, bloke on your right there give you too much grief. <laughs> no, I won't. Who is it? Who is it? Never heard of her. <laughs> no, he's looking well washed today though. <laughs> uh, no. So uh, good luck to the Raiders on uh, the weekend, Mickey Hopefully my <laughs> yeah, roosters sweet. can touch us up uh, Yeah, well I'm not saying anything this week <laughs> oh, mate. Hey mate, Joy, be, be a Bronco supporter like me I mean, I've already tipped Penrith <laughs> to win by 54 um, <laughs> and that'll be an impre- That's been kind, actually <laughs> Yeah, that is Alright, all right, Bailey, good chatting to you, brother And um, uh, enjoy the weekend And we look forward to seeing you out in the field soon Thanks, boys, have a good one Thanks for having me Cheers See you, mate So that was um, Bailey Crompton So um, coming up next, um, we'll, we'll give you the, the round I think it's, a, what is it, round four or round five? I've lost count um, I think it's the sixth round four. Four. We'll, four? We'll, get, we'll get yeah, round four. So we'll go through the draw and all our picks um, coming up next. Okay, so just going through the table um, this this past round three that we just had. So it just goes to show how evenly matched this um, Tweed conference is. Is that Kujan started round round three in first spot? Tied with Blamble. Well, they're all on two points. So, just four and against. With four and against, well, first team, team in first position was on positive four and negative six was fourth. So, that's just goes to mm. show how even it all was. It's opened up a bit since, though. So, Mullenbar, who were actually last and now first, <laughs> with a, um, they went from negative six to 24, four points. Raiders now on four with positive four. Kujan on two with nil, um, four and against, and Blamble. Um, they started the round second. Uh, 
Uh, you want to have a punt where, where you're sitting for and against Wise now, Mickey? How's your mass? Uh, minus 32. 28. 28, even better. Okay, so... <laughs> And whilst it's a little bit, whilst it's um, still anyone's in the Northern Conference, Southern Conferences as well, you think after this last um, round, it's kind of now between Ballina and Northern United and even, well, Ballina on um, um, three wins from three. Six points, 124, four and against. Northern United, four with 30. Marist, uh, they're on like Kudjan, two and negative. Uh, sorry, no, not negative, all positive. Duck egg. Uh, and Mullenbach and Casino both. I don't know if you get a, two points for a buy, um, but I'm not counting it. I'm not counting any points. They're both on none. And um, it's, yeah. So um, that that's the, the table for both conferences. Now focusing on round number four. And we'll go, we'll just go, I'll go through Michael's because I'm sure he's not here. We'll just go through his tips. So uh, let's just, here we well oh well he doesn't do any research and he got four out of four. How does that work? <laughs> Good on him. Sure thing, Shory. Sure thing, Shory. So Crossy you got three and Mickey two. Mm. Mate, you gotta mate. I know your heart's with Palamble, mate. But I mean, is it still gonna be with your heart <laughs> after last week's effort? What's going on? Um, yeah, I'll tip him this week against Tweed Coast. Okay. Well, if we're going to start there. We'll do that one first, though. So, <laughs> so Blamble, Tweed Coast. So, um, obviously, uh, is there any, is there any, is, do you want to at least put a reason why they might win? I mean, it's going to be at Lesberger Field, so. But they're away, yeah, I, so I, you said their away form's good? Yeah. Mm. Go with that. Like we said, I, it's, it's, a, it's a weird um, conversation I have with a lot of people that saying how, you know, underperforming Belamble have been. And I say, well, we're on the same wins as Merba. We're on the same wins as Kudrin. We're on the same wins as other teams, but you don't hear that coming from them. So it's right. it's not panic stations or anything at Belamble, but it's more of, like you said, how Merba found their groove last week. It's time for Belamble to find their groove, but we don't have the, the weeks to find it. You have to find mm. it sooner rather than later. That's and I true. guess the only silver lining in this competition is at the end of the end of three more weeks we don't win one more game we're still in fourth place and we're mm. still playing for the finals That's so right. we, we will be playing for a home final game though um and if this week tweet coast at tweet coast um after they just beat us by two points at the lamble isn't the week to to come out and click then yeah i don't know when the week's going to be so i was just going to about to say that too like uh that would have um um, for the, for the Chris Cameron Cup, that would have um, if that's not motivation to to try and get one back, I don't know what is. So um, hopefully, um, um, obviously under COVID, you know restrictions. I hope there's a it's a, a vocal turnout. I won't say a big turnout because mm. they'll add up to 500 in any regard. But I hope it's a vocal turnout. And um, and so Crossy, how do you, how do you see this one? How do you say tweak and the Lamble? Yeah. Tough one. Um, I'd like to know if Hines playing Mickey is he? Is that the judiciary tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. And if anything, um, from when we played Mullumbar a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Toby McIntosh um, was sent off by the ref. Pretty much the same situation as Hindy was. And I think Toby got two weeks. So let's just assume yeah. Hindy is not. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. Okay. And he's obviously a loss. Him and mm. Spackman up front been doing a good job, haven't they? Um, I, I, I tipped the Raiders at home. I, I thought they'd be better than what they were last week, the Raiders. But, um, gee, Don Murray looks like he's going to score a try every time he gets the ball. And I think 
Um, I think Jared DeThierry, my mate Fishy's back this week, hopefully. Um, so not sure about Dan Ross, how he's gone. They're, they've got a few troops back as well. So um, we'll see. I'll, I'll tip the Raiders, Nev. Yeah. I'm going to say Raiders because I, although I think it'll be a close game, the Raiders always know how to win the close ones. Um, probably with the exception mm, yeah, that's Mustangs, but they've... They 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 love a raw raw game. They like to, they like to play um, gritty. And um, when you've got Hitman Luke Campbell, they get. You know, <laughs> so, but if Dan Ross plays or not, it's another thing. Um, I just I, I got a message from Guy as we were doing the podcast because we were talking about, it, and he said he got a um, concussion. So he said he th- he's 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 all right. Yeah. Um, or he just got a, a head bump or something like mm. that. So I, I think he he'll be playing by the yeah. sounds of what Guy was saying. Yeah. So. I think it'll be. I think it's going to be a replica of um, what it was the other week. Um, but Tweed Coast, they don't lose many when they're close. They 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 don't they don't normally. It's very rare where their teams run away. Um, it's very rare when they they have teams run away on them. It sort of happened a bit last year, but when it's close, that they it's um, I'd say eight times out of ten they're going to get it done. Um, uh, especially, especially when it's local derbies too, which I've I've mm. come to realise too. When it's a local derby, they've they've got the uh, the hillbillies just given that extra fuel, and that was no different uh, when they played Kudjan the other day. And I think that was actually, to be brutally honest, that was probably even the difference. They you could hit like when Lynn McGrady was high, sending those high yeah. kicks up, and Ben O'Gorman was coming. Mm. It was it, we felt like we weren't watching um, a game of footy. I thought we were watching an Ashes Test, and um, it was loud, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, <laughs> Joe. And um, Mitchell Stark was coming in to bowl against um, the Poms. So, and mm. it, it was that kind of vibe, which is what you sort of expect in, um, at Cabba. So, that's, that will be me for the Raiders. So, the next game, too, um, sticking with the Northern Conference. So, Murbar and Kudjan. Don't know if this is going to be at Stan Sackamore on the junior ground, but Crossy, who do you like? Mate, I'll tip the Mustangs. Uh, good to see them return to a bit of form. Obviously, we, we spoke to Bailey Crompton tonight. Uh, he won't be there this week. But I just think the Hornets uh, might have taken a bit out of them last week. They, they mm. played well above their weight. Hopefully, Sammy Grant comes back into that team for them this, this week. He's their captain and halfback to steer them around. But I think at home, boys, the Mustangs will have too much. Yeah. Mickey? Yeah, I was talking to um, Connor Mills from... Kujan today and he was he was saying that uh, they're just missing those few players and, and it's hard to you know they, they said their forwards are going great he said he feels they're a little thin on their on their backs at the moment mm. and the, the way Moorlambar's backs were playing the last few weeks they've really got it and I think they're sweating um on the fitness of um uh, Caleb Zebel as well I think you he heard his um buttocks falling off the bench on the Raiders <laughs> game so <Buddha>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> stitch up yeah, I'm going to actually. I'm going to see if I can find that. I just, <laughs> um, I just happened to remember that, Nev. I just happened to spot it out of the corner yeah. of my eye there on, um, yeah. on Sunday on the call. And you, I think you asked me a question at the time, and yeah. I said, "Mate, sorry, I was distracted because Big Buddha's just fallen off the bench." Yeah, it was so, funny um, you just casually throwing it in there like that as well. Your little, your little talk was just like okay. hilarious. We're, we're going yeah. to get, this, we're going to get this up before the um, yeah, you got up. the end of the. Yeah, that tonight. was good. So actually, I'm just trying to find the easy way to go about it. So, but who do you like there, um, Mickey? Yeah, Paul? I think I think Mawulambar, Mawulambar, Mawulambar. They they played really well last week, and um, yeah, that was yeah, Mawulambar. Okay, so actually, um, I'll just quick get my tip in. So, 
I'm going to say Merbar as well, only because I think Merbar found that form that um, normally, as I said, they they normally have slow starts to the season. This is probably about four or five games slower than usual, um, um, even though they've been in you know the majority of the games that they were playing. Um, but I think once they find their groove, they're very hard to beat, and it's you know, and it take and their plateau is um, a long one, and so. Not, not just that. I also think that, um, as you alluded to, Mickey, that I think Kudjan, yeah, it's just too much back line. Their front rows um, are getting the job done. Tim James, is the, um, both of the Zebel brothers, Buddha, um, and Josh Lieber, those lads. They, they, that's not their, as I said time and time again, that's, that's, they, it's one thing to get out within the, their 20, the opposition 10, 20, but it's, um, I just think once it, if they let's put it this way, if they had Jalen Groot, Thomas Weaver, I'd be picking Kujin still, even despite mm. Merbar's form and probably a close one. But I say Merbar by about, I'm going to say a couple of tries, say about 12, 12 mm. to 14 points that vicinity. Um, so anyway, so I'll just see if I can get this. Uh, yeah, so we all need to see this. So this is Caleb um, Zebels, which we see him coming up from one end of the field. Um, I'll put, and I think Susie's. Susie's mum, I, I think she's going to, I don't know how she'll take this. Um, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so I'm sorry, but we have to, I have to show this. So um, just bear with me. All right. So, so this was all um, a bit of halftime entertainment from Mr. Caleb Zeeble. Check this out. So this was on the Kujan Instagram feed. The Hornets ground. So it's like. What do you say? The Fingalhead or Salt Village? I guess, I guess what's better is probably going to who wins today. What do you reckon? Nev, I just got distracted, mate, because I was watching Caleb Zeeble sit on the bench down there, which just broke from under him. I don't know what Zeeble's weighing in at anymore, but um, <laughs> we haven't got a camera on it. Zeeble's taking his jumper off just to make sure he doesn't go over the weight, but uh, we've got that on footage or not. Yeah, it's so, Hornets grounds. Okay, so that was... um Okay. Uh, that was, that was um, Crossy. So, so you think um, yeah. the, the, the taking the jersey off though probably didn't help either. Um, even though yeah. his mum, mum wrote in the other day and said that like he was he used to be a light heavyweight or lightweight or something. Oh, his mum's a ripper, isn't she? She's such yeah. a great lady and yeah, a great Susie's supporter. Amazing. Yeah, she's such such a good lady. Yeah. And, so, um, and we got some hot we dogs. Have a laugh. And uh, apparently that she does a pretty mean hot dog too at Coogan. We'll have to cover that in the canteen episode um, at the end <laughs> of this season. But um, all right, so we'll, we'll leave the Hornets and Mr. Zebul alone. He's got a, he's going to have um, all the sorts of text messages coming in in the next couple of days. Let's get out of the bubble now. The Southern Conference. Uh, so Northern United versus Mullum at Crozier. Uh, so lads, so Crossy, mate. Let's get on United. They're um. They're doing the business at the moment, aren't they? Mullum, uh, they're trying their best. And again, hats off to the Giants for just being part of this competition under very tough circumstances, uh, losing their players through this border bubble. So well done to the Giants for what they're doing. But I think Northern mm. United, and knowing the way that Clarence and Brady Kelly and some of these guys operate, like they'll, they'll sense they've got a real opportunity this year now and with a bit of momentum. So that could be a big score over there um, on the weekend. And um, Mickey? Yeah, I'm going to go Northern United and I'm going to use my Belamble mentality and tip Northern every game out for the rest of the year from now on. So, Okay. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Even against Ballina? Yep. Even against Ballina. Rightio. And um, so, um, sure, he's picked Merba. 
Balamble. So he's actually picked Balamble with you, Mickey. So yes. it goes to show that he hasn't done any research. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, a surprise. And, and Norman and Norman and his tip owner as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Norman. Um, I think no fall there. And I think Malama probably out of all the teams at the present, um, feeling it the hardest with the bu- um, this bubble at the moment. Yeah. Um, they, they did the job against Norman um, in a close one at that very ground. Uh, so mm. this will be the third time that they're playing each other in a matter of weeks. So, but um, like with everything that's going on, what's fact is fact. And the fact is, is you know, they're going to have a bit, they have about nine, 10 players missing because of this bubble in Northern. Well, home crowd as well. I think this could be, um, I'm going to say maybe by about 20 points. Uh, I think Northern, um, if they play like they did against Morris, I think it will be a good three or four tries at least. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I think it'll be 20 or 30. Okay. Mm. Um, so, and then the final game, Balna versus Casino, this time at Queen Elizabeth Park and Casino. Um, Crossy, so well, I, we didn't cover as much as we want about that game against, um, because you actually did watch it. So do you want to highlight a bit yep. about it and why it could might be, why or may or may not be different this week around? Well, I'll tell you what, boys. So of the tries that Balna scored, I don't know the exact number, Nev, you could probably... Pull that up. Let's say there was there was probably eight or nine or ten tries. What was eleven? That was eleven tries. Eleven tries. Yeah. Of the eleven tries, boys, I think eight of those were down the left edge, and the other two were under the post, and the other one was the last try of the game on the right hand side of the field to Reese Riches. Mm. So the let's say eight of those tries are down that eleven uh, down that left hand side of the field, which is Jess Perry, Ant Coleman playing the lead line, and. Um, Did I come from Zach Beecher? It was Beecher out the back. Yeah, That's right. Back, yeah. Yeah. So if I'm casino this week, um, I'm actually going to load my numbers across to, to, to their right edge in D. I'm going to, again, I'm not coaching, but but if I was, I'm going to chance my arm and, and put another body across there and just just make that a more even contest and just run the risk that the Ballina aren't going to go to their right and casino's left. And because at the end of the day, boys, like Anthony Coleman's. In the the best player or top three players in the competition, um, he just put on a clinic again on the weekend. Coleman and you got Lukey Douglas playing that that wedge shape that Mickey and I spoke about at the at the start of the season, and Jess Perry. Um, they look so potent on that left edge, but there is some opportunities on their other side. Balander. So for me, Nev, to come back to your question in a long roundabout way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Casino, Casino weren't as terrible as what the score looked, but they the gap between their best footy and their worst is too big, which I think I said a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, if they can, if they can improve their worst footy at the moment, they will get closer on the weekend, but I can't say anything about a bow and a win, but it'll be much closer. Okay. Um, well said. Uh, sorry, Mickey. Yeah, I'll go bow and a win, but casino score at least two tries themselves this week. Um, yeah. So like, and I guess it all comes down to, um, the whole fatigue factor. It's like, and I and I even said this, um, like with some of these sixteen year olds, they're only used to playing thirty minute halves. And then, then as you made mention, um, Kurt McGrath, uh, Mickey, that he mm. played three games. It's so like, <laughs> they can do it. Are they, so good. Are they? Are yeah. they? That, I mean, and I guess it also iterates is, and it's sort of a reassuring thing. Um, they're still keen to play footy, and they're that keen to play footy that they're willing to do it three times in a day. And that passion is still there despite the score lines. And I mean, I mean, despite the, 
despite the fact that, yeah, that it's 62-0 drubbing against Ballina, it's a reassuring thing that they still want to go out there, have a go, and it's better than, you know, just saying, look, bugger it, we're not going to freaking play. But so maybe if they can, yeah, if, what you said, Crossy, if they can just make a few yeah. tweaks. Um, I say Ballina, uh, but it won't be 62-0, I think. Um, no. Nah. I think, you know, I'm thinking maybe somewhere in maybe the 20 point, 20 to maybe third or 20, somewhere in the high 20 margin. I think Ballina will still have, have too much attack there in Casino. Uh, but I just feel that with, with the home ground too, um, and we said this at the start of the year, start of the season, the Casino always make you work for it at home. And, um, and I think this time around it will be, so yeah, somewhere in the high 20s. And, um, Especially now, even Ballina, um, if they lose any more players to, to this bubble, if any more of them got end up working in Queensland, Mickey. So, um, but anyway, so that's um, round four covered. Um, so, lads, um, what is the weekend um, lie for you boys, knowing that I'm going to make Mr. Shaw work on the Sunday? Mickey, first. Mm. Nah, I'm nothing. Quiet one. Adam. Yeah. Big Friday oh, and a wedding oh, last right. week, got, so I will be... you got the Sunday game. Yeah. Rumour has it the, the Murbar Kujin game could be played on a, on a Friday or a Saturday. So oh, really? if that happens, think... I'll be going out to watch them that, so... Oh, okay. So um, so that's... Uh, yeah, I think I did see... A... It's a rumour. Yeah, yeah, it's a rumour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, I know I'll be at the rugby on Saturday, so um, um, Mr. Goff's making me work extra in finals time. So, <laughs> good man. So, um, Crossy, um, what lies for you for this Sunday, brother? Like Saturday will be down at the mighty Crum and Eagles Day, the under nines. Um, <laughs> the mighty under nines, they're having a bumper season, the boys. So, I'm, uh, I'll be down there with uh, Coach Murray Demro on Saturday. And then I, um, I help coach the under-18s, Crum and Eagles in the afternoon. So, that's Saturday. And then... Sunday, boys, of course, is Father's Day. So I've been told to clear the calendar and <laughs> no commitments and I'll just do as sure. I'm told on Sunday. <laughs> Good man. So so well well actually that's your day, mate. You should be you should be you should be guys calling the shots on the Sunday, mate. Yeah. It'll be very quiet. It'll include <laughs> being in the ocean and probably two or three coffees. That that'll be as exciting <laughs> as it gets, I reckon. Uh, so is coffee keyword for um, Irish whiskey. Uh, coffee is coffee. Uh, <laughs> maybe a couple of beers in the Arvo watching the footy, I'd say, somewhere. Yeah, Who's, yeah so is Shory, Shory's on the call on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and Shory. Shory's on the call. Yes. You yeah, and Shory. So, so I'll, look, I'll, I'll look forward to tuning and listen to What's, what's the game? Shory. Well, it's, uh, rumor has it it's outside of the bubble, um, So which is why you two, these two boys have got the week off and I'm still mm, yeah, can roam around. <laughs> I can roam around wherever I can roam around. So, um, but we'll figure that out as we as time goes on. So, right, um, cool. so, so you boys are off the hook um, because of um, because of Miss Palaszczuk. So we'll just leave it. At that. Mm. <laughs> okay, but. But I mean, I, I've been loving the tweed bubble, though. Like I've been loving the mm. weekends up there with me <laughs> and um, and go and you know, have a brekkie and ha- go check out um parts of the world. Like just getting off footy a bit. Finglehead. I got I've seen the Finglehead for the first time last weekend. So went to the lighthouse there, and uh, it's bloody beautiful. Um, I could give up Byron in a heartbeat, you know, <laughs> sussing out tweed. And so, um, as they say, like um, it's God's country. So rumor has it. So. Um, and Mickey, you, you're just lapping this up. You're soaking this up. Um, these, these endorsements. 
yeah, no, nah, I'm very lucky to be living up here. So, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> all right, boys. So, um, enjoy your weekend, your Father's Day weekend, Crossy, and um, Thanks. I'll be. Thanks, mate. I'll be doing the business as always. So, um, so that was Dwayne podcast number. Jeez, I'm losing track. Fourteen. Um, that was um, the the seventh and triple RL theme chat in the books. So, hit subscribe on the page. Um, and as I may mention, if you've got any um, info you want us to share, or if you if you're a player and you want to jump on, um, message me at the Instagram page at the Dwayne podcast. I'm um, just uh, the um, at the Duano and the, the underscores between Duano and podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube page and um, also we're on iTunes and Spotify as well. If you if you um, if you happen to be driving, <coughs> sorry, and you want to hear what's happening out there, Triple RL and all the action that's happening on the uh, eastern side of the country. Mickey Coleman, Nathan Cross, pleasure as always, guys. Enjoy your weekend off, and we'll be wherever we are on Sunday. Match of the round. Um, this coming Sunday. Until then, enjoy your week. Enjoy the footy. Get out there and enjoy it. There's some big games ahead. See you later. Have a good night. See you, boys.